Welcome to Real Estate with Reshma in Canada with your host, Reshma Sheikh, your mortgage agent, with a mission to help you retire with at least $100,000 of passive income. Each episode features candid conversations with industry experts and real estate investors, revealing the financial strategies that have set them apart and how they are achieving their retirement goals. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Jackie. How are you? Hi, Happy holidays. Thank you. It's December and uh, like I'm waiting for my waiting for New Year because uh, in January, like my birthday is coming and I'm <gasps> so excited for that. Uh, Jackie, like welcome to my podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Rishma, for having me. This is such an honor. Um, my name is Jacqueline Francis. I am a self-image coach and real estate investor, and I'm so excited to share my story. And we're going to have an amazing chat today on Rishma's podcast. Thank you. So how was uh, 2023 for you in terms of real estate? Okay. Wow. Here we go. Yes. So we have, so my husband and I are real estate investors. Francis Five Properties, that is our company. And we have a multifamily. We are in the multifamily space and we just recently got into land development because in 2023, an amazing opportunity came across our plate. My husband also is a dump truck owner. We have an active business where we own a few dump trucks. So he works with a lot of builders. And we had the opportunity from a friend of his who is a builder that wanted to offload a piece of land that he was originally going to build. So all of the permits were done. The, the, the land was site plan approved. Everything was ready to go. We just had to go in there and demolish and build. So we were like, hey, this is amazing. We had talked about building a house probably for the last two years. And it showed up like this in this package. So we're like, we're going to go ahead with it and give it a, a try. We are working with an amazing builder right now and the house is up. It's very interesting watching something go from absolutely nothing to this amazing, beautiful structure. We're working on the inside of the home right now. So that's been amazing. And so we're looking to finish that in early or mid 2024. We have a sixplex that just got stabilized in November. So that was a huge relief because we had lenders on there and with the market shifting and we had a whole situation where we had to wait seven months for permits that we were still paying money on this property. It really was an eye opener. It really taught us a lot. And we are just so happy that that property got stabilized in 2023. We also are just looking to really close off the year on a good note and look at our wins, look at our losses and say, how can we do better next year? Come up with a plan for restructuring our business and seeing if we want to continue in the multifamily space or just continue to move into land development. Wow, that's so amazing. Uh, can you hear me clearly? Yes, absolutely. I can hear you great. Yeah, so that's so amazing. Like there are like so many things I want to talk about uh, what you just covered. First, like let's go back to your uh, uh, current project where you're building a single family. So what's the exit strategy for it? The exit strategy for us at this point, it is for resale. It's going to be for resale. At this point though, right now, we are planning on moving in to the home. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we thought, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Like we built it. It's nothing more like fulfilling than to like live in a house that you've built. So we're going to move into the home probably when in, it's done mid April or May stay there for a bit okay. and then we're hoping once the market gets up and running again we can offload the property and sell it and then be able to take those funds and move that into another project because our ultimate goal is to build a multifamily gotcha so when you when you build this single family uh, what was the timeline look like so you, you bought it with all the site plan approvals in hand yes. so all you had to do was to just demolish the already existing property yes. and then build a new one so what was the timeline timeline look like for because uh, with permits like it could take months or years but once you have all that when you bought it uh, what was the timeline like to demolish and like build a property so it has been we acquired this let's say march of 2023 we started to go in there by about mid april to may everything started to get going we have a mortgage on the land until the following until april 2024 so from about may to december the entire outside of the home is done right all hvac is in all of the plumbing electrical the city has come in and done all of that so we're hoping in the next two and a half to three months the drywall is going to go in and then we're going to get all of the inside furnishings together so, so let's say one year for this whole process yeah so it's almost like one year to do the whole process so you mentioned that you have mortgage on the land uh, yes. like are you also like yeah, taking it's like a construction that? loan we oh, got are a, you taking construction yeah. we got a construction loan that's allowing us to then you know use that money to help with the mm-hmm. building of the home so that's been amazing because the lender we used was the original lender who was going to to help the builder originally so we just decided to stay with that person because they are they knew what the plan was they knew what the property was already and it just made sense to continue to use them so was it private yes is yes. it a private mortgage it is private mortgage it is a yeah. private mortgage so uh, i know like when you are taking a construction loan especially like for new bills uh, like uh, even to just uh, there is a lot of paperwork which goes into it right like uh, you need to show them all the permits all the yeah. approvals and also the uh, second one is you need to show them the soft cost involved in it and uh, the third one is the hard cost uh, that means like you need to get a quote from the contractor and uh, so like did you what are what are all like you need to show to get a construction loan Um, So you're right. You pretty much touched on all of it. We had all the permits that we needed to show, which we had gotten already. So we had them available to send off. And because the lender had already known this was going to happen, it kind of made the process a little bit easier because we just had to switch some of the permits over to our name. And so once we did that, we worked with the city and they were very helpful in terms of getting some of those things done and approved very quickly for us. We sent that off. And within maybe like a few weeks, we were able to get the construction loan up and running. And now between the lawyers transferring the money, that took a couple of weeks as well. And even to get 
when we're ready for the next draw, sometimes that process is like about a week to two weeks, right? But we are trying to get the process going as fast as we can because now we understand how each draw works and the timeline. So we can keep the builders happy, we can keep the workers happy and keep the project rolling along. Awesome. So can we, uh, let's talk about the numbers. I do want to know how did you come up with the ARV, which is after repair value, because that uh, determines your refinance amount, right? Like that, uh, because you mentioned that you will be living in the property for some, uh, for a while. So you have to like refinance that uh, construction yeah. loan and get into, uh, get in with an A lender, hopefully. Right. So yes. how did you come up with like a comps or like a after repair value? So the same builder that gave us this project had just finished three single family homes the next street over from where we were. Mm -hmm. So we took that, the comps for that. And because there, where we're building right now, there's not a lot of new development. There's no new single family homes. It's a, like it's older homes. We're probably the first two on that street that have knocked down the home and rebuilt. So we based it off of the area and we based it off the, the street over the, the properties that they had purchased and they had refinanced after mm -hmm. the build was done. That's so amazing because uh, if you don't have comps, like it is so tricky, it is so hard and you have to depend on the appraisal, even appraisal gets hard, I know. but uh, it's so amazing that there are comps and uh, I'm so happy for you. But I wanted to ask you, what's the, uh, like, how are you funding this? Like, yes, there is a construction loan, but you still need to come up with, uh, uh, I don't know, I think, is it like 60% or 75% yeah. value? It was about 75% loan to value. So it was our own personal funds that we were able to use to get this going. So we do have skin in the game, 100%. We understand what the market is right now to be able to borrow and the cost of borrowing is costly mm -hmm. as well. So we thought if we can avoid using investors' funds for our project, we will just use our mm -hmm. own. It's less risk that way. And we are the ones responsible for, you know, everything that happens at that point, right? Yeah, that's amazing. So what's the profit margin looks like uh, after the, usually because uh, when you're building a single family uh, with the land cost and all the construction yeah. cost, uh, like you sometimes like it doesn't make sense to do a new build when you look at like a profit margin that's why uh, a lot of investors go buy a resale property right like a older home yeah. and then uh, do the renovations on that so that because uh, that way like you're actually getting a huge profit margin yeah but uh, with your current project like um, uh, like are you getting uh, did you probably like you you made the you had money in the buy like you made money in the buy probably i'm assuming we did i don't know yeah we totally okay. made money on the buy so it was a really good opportunity that's why we went for it because we we purchased the land for like you know a couple hundred thousand under a million right so it was really good and we know it's going to be way more than what we purchased for mm -hmm. like a lot more even after we you know we do the whole entire uh build so we yeah. do expect to get a really good return once we refinance this again Okay, we can't time the market, but we just need to know that 
you know, we're going to 2024. If we live in the property for a year and a year and a half, by 2025, 2026, if we can refinance, we're hoping everything sort of stabilizes by then. You know, interest rates have gone mm-hmm. down, property values have gone up, and we'll be in a, a, like an amazing position to be able to refinance or sell the home. Yeah, that's amazing. So especially like projects like this, uh, when you're buying, uh, when you're bu- when you're buying or like taking on a huge project or risk like this, you need to know your numbers in the beginning itself. Yes. When you're in your due diligence phase, even if you made a, even before you made an offer, you need to ask all the numbers you have like thousand questions you need to ask to the seller and you need to like do a lot of due diligence so that uh, uh, when you exit the project, you don't uh, you don't lose money. Otherwise, like it's it's very lucrative, but at the same time, um, these kind of projects are very risky. And even what? you, like you kind of you kind of like pivoted your uh, exit strategy now, right? Yes. Because the market went a little bit down. Yes. The, I think the first uh, the uh, the first solution was to like uh, do sell sell the property yes. for profit. Yes. But uh, because of the market you have pivoted your uh, strategy now you're like okay let's move in let's enjoy yeah. the time with our family there and uh, obviously you can put price on memories <laughs> so yeah, yeah, right. like, right. and then you can sell it when the market um, kind of comes back up in uh, 2025 2026 so do you think uh, market will come back up in 2025 so what do you think like will happen in 2024 So I'm not an expert, but because I understand the rhythm of life and I talked about this, um, everything that goes down will come back up, just like everything that goes up must come down. So when, though, that happens is what I think everybody is waiting for. But it will 100 percent come down. It's just a matter of when. So, you know, stay close to your TVs. If you have a, you know, mortgage agent friend, hint, hint, contact <laughs> them. They might get some inside knowledge before it becomes public, right? Um, but stay tuned. I mean, it's going to happen for everybody. If you look back in the past, this is what has happened. It always has gone up and it always comes down. This is how life has carried on in the real estate market. And I think even in life itself, we have seasons, right? We grow through different seasons. We have our ups, we have our downs because we never stay in one place. Life is constantly moving and changing and evolving. Yeah. So this is the thing. So if someone is like timing the market and waiting for that uh, bottom, uh, definitely like you cannot catch it. And at the same time, you don't realize when you're in it, right? Like, uh, the news when you're looking at the news it's already too late everybody yeah. everybody knows it that means uh the market yeah like everybody will like start buying it that yeah. you kind of need to know the information beforehand like what's going on and uh so i think what we are already at the bottom of the market right that's what like we, i i believe uh, uh like there are a lot of opportunities right now and um the reason I say that is uh, we are already at the peak of the interstate interest rates, and uh, I don't know if there is one or two hikes. That's a different scenario, but we are almost at the peak of interest rates. And the second one is uh, when we look at uh, fixed rates, mm-hmm. uh, they are like we are starting to see them come down a bit as well, and um, also uh, like it 
depends on uh, usually the fixed rates that depends on bond yields right okay. so uh, when we when i look at that as well and also like we are in recession and the inflation like looking at all this data we are already like at the bottom of the market i think um, and also like when i looked back at the data of uh, real estate like um, increase and decreases the market has like already like corrected it it okay. went down like it went down like so so much uh, wow. so mid 2024 something like that uh, things will like become like back to normal good Basically. you guys have heard it here first you heard <laughs> it here okay take this <laughs> advice here you go yeah that's amazing Rishma. thank you for sharing that like it's all really good to hear your expertise because you're dealing with people every single day you're in the trenches you you're understanding these numbers you're seeing when things are up and down right as an investor we're we're in it but not as much as like how much i would call you to say hey what do i do do i do this do i do this xyz you're there to guide me with my projects and with you know when is the best time for me to refinance or should i hold on to my property so as yeah. investors, we rely on our, our network so much for people like you to be, you know, to work with, to collab collaborate with, so that way we can help each other. Exactly. Whoa. Yeah. Thank you. So how how did you stabilize your uh, six plus? You mentioned that uh, uh, you bought a multifamily as well this year. And uh, what happened? Uh, uh, what, what did you do to stabilize that property? Yeah, we actually, we just refinanced. We, we purchased it in 2021. So it took mm -hmm. two years with things like uh, getting some tenants out seven months for us to get permits because the building is mostly a two bedroom and we had two units in there that were one bedrooms that we wanted to convert the entire building to two bedrooms so everything would be a two bedroom mm -hmm. it took seven months from the city to be able to grant us those permits so that was very stressful in 2022 and we had only got those permits last november so we were able to go in in early 2023 by March and start to like really get through those renovations. Mm -hmm. In November, we were able to finalize the refinance of that property. We were able to close off like the lenders that were on there, pay off our private. Because the market had shifted, unfortunately, our prediction at the time that we purchased the property changed. Our, when we ran the numbers, it was very lucrative. With that being said, this is why it's very important to continuously run your numbers. Every you know six months, eight months, until the project comes to a close, run your numbers. We experienced the market shifting and then the property value wasn't as high. We also had some other things happen that didn't allow us to get the full ARV that we were expecting. We had to put out money at the end of the day rather than when we, you know, first ran the numbers, we were supposed to get, we, we, were, we knew we were going to leave some money in the property and we were okay with that because this was more of an equity situation rather than a cash flow in, in going into it. However, like we ended up having to put a lot more, like we kept a lot more money in the property than we expected and then put more money into it when we were closing. But with that being said, 
it's a great property. It's a great location. And we know that by holding on to it, we're, we will do really well. Sorry about that. We will do really well in a few years once, um, you know, the market shifts and we're able to do another refinance in a few years and just, you know, that, that area too is also revitalizing. So we know that it's going to be lucrative in the end. So are you on private financing on that or? Uh... Right now we're on it. We were, we're with the B lender. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. it's, B lender is like still fine. Like uh, once you probably based on the cap rate and uh, based on like a stabilization, like you should be able to uh, refinance it. That's uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, so you. So- we just did in November, so another maybe three, four years, right? One, we signed a three-year, so in about three years, we can then look at where the building is at. So we want to implement a lot more, I guess, income-generating assets or things into the building, uh, paid parking, maybe some vending machines, lockers, things like that, that will you know produce a lot more income for the buildings that way our net operating income increases right okay that's amazing so uh, what did you do like uh, in terms of like uh, stabilizing for this current building like in the beginning like did you uh, let's let's talk about like some of the things like you could do uh, to increase that uh, net operating income so the first thing is like uh, you can uh, delegate uh, the utility bills onto yes. your tenants that's uh, yes. the next one and, yeah. so uh, we did do that they pay their own electricity and hydro. That's that the same thing? Sorry, yeah. They they pay their own electricity? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, hydro and uh, probably gas, maybe. Yes, yes. Gas and uh, pro- usually like you can't, uh, you, the, you as a owner, like you have to pay the water bill. You can't, yes. yeah. yeah, you cannot just ask the tenant to pay. <laughs> Sorry, the pay the water too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they can't do it. I don't know the rules. And the second one is, uh, again, paid parking. Uh, uh, do you have a coin laundry or uh, every unit has their own laundry? So when we renovated, we renovated one side and we left the other side. So the one side has their own laundry, but we still do have a coin-operated laundry in the basement. Okay. Well, it's more of like a common common area, in the common area, I should say. Okay, that's amazing. And uh, what are the strategies? Like, I'm thinking, I think that's about it. Like, you pretty much covered, like, paid parking. And... Yeah, you can do lockers. Like, if people want to rent out lockers, because we realize people leave their bikes or, you know, um, little things in the summer, their tools, whatever they need that locker for, I think it would be great once we install some of them and do, like, you know, I don't know, $25 a month, if something that's not ridiculous but anything can increase that net operating income of the building yeah now that i remember the other one is uh if you can do like a furnished rentals that will uh, obviously increase the rent right like you could do midterm or even long term like uh, having uh, some incentives like a tv or like um, just like doing some uh, uh, giving like some extra amenities like that or even like if you do like a fully furnished rental uh it's like uh, i think like six seven hundred dollars like more than uh, what you usually rent that will uh, uh, bring back those returns right 
Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, we never thought about the furnished rental because for this particular one, we didn't want to do any midterm or short-term rentals. We wanted to just be like long-term tenants that yeah. have a really nice place to stay. They can really feel comfortable and safe. We have video cameras in there. We want to change some of the intercoms and things like that eventually. So we want to make sure that the people that live in our building are are happy that they're safe, that they know that they're being taken care of and they can call their home like their home. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like, uh, uh, like people love furnished rentals, like, uh, even as a long term, like, uh, they don't mind. Nice. Yeah. Especially like if I see in Toronto, like uh, a lot of rentals are like furnished rentals because, uh, it's a, very big hassle to move in the uh, furniture yeah. especially in condos right yeah. so they just don't mind like uh, by uh, renting a furnished rental so I, even my own property right now i have so i do get premium rents on it uh just because like they're, they're furnished honestly oh. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I, I'm going to look into that. Thank you. I never, we never thought about that. We're always like, well, people will bring their own stuff. But now that you mention it, you're right. It is a hassle to move. So if you can go somewhere where everything's kind of already there, you're just moving in with your clothes. It saves so much of the stress and worry of moving everything in there. Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Like you should like definitely like, think about it like it's like bring back your returns and you also mentioned like you bought another multifamily as well right you yes have- yes Is it so this in 2020 in the beginning of 2020 we had purchased uh it's more of a mixed-use commercial so that has been really amazing as well we haven't got to the stage of refinancing that again we were having some issues with the fire and safety codes and just little things that the city was kind of nitpicking on and we understand it's just how it goes then we had to sit through covid with that property and all of our commercial units are rented we were just looking at completing some of the um actually just about two of the residential and we're hoping to refinance that in early 2024 so oh, was, that's is the prior is the financing with the b lender as well for that or no that one's private right now it's strictly it's one person it's private yeah okay it's so uh, one to go. do you know the lender like do you know the private lender no no we have a we are a we're joint ventured with someone on there mm-hmm. so it was a contact that our jv had mm-hmm. which was amazing it was great for when we needed it and it sustained us throughout this whole time so we're looking to now move to an A lender once we are at the end of this. Yeah, like people are sometimes get scared to go into private financing, right? Which is true. Uh, you shouldn't go into private financing if you don't have exit strategy and you don't yeah. know what you're doing because exactly. uh, the interest rates are very high and it's very risky. But if you know what you're doing and if you have a solid exit strategy, private financing is such a powerful tool, right? It is. It is. It saved us. And especially when you're going to purchase some of these buildings or properties that A lenders and B lenders, some of them are not going to touch it. But you can see the value of this property, but you need the financing for it. Right. So this is why private is there to help people that see a vision, that understand what they can do to a property 
and they can help them. Yes, the interest rates may be a little bit higher, but in the end, if you run your numbers correctly, and if you are working with people that can really walk you through and help you through the process, you're going to come out winning in the end. You do not lose in real estate. There's always something to gain, if whether it's you know uh, financial security, whether it's uh, cash flow, whether it's just knowledge, you will gain from investing in real estate. Yeah, exactly. Right now, uh, I kind of have a client uh, who I'm helping with him. He bought a eight unit uh, uh, plaza, uh, oh, which nice. is like commercial. And uh, on that property, his uh, his goal is to uh, do a. It has an extra land, so his plan, his goal is to do like a site plan approval and uh, flip the contract. But uh, obviously, islanders uh, have trouble understanding the whole concept of. Uh, yeah. Flipping the contract, okay. or uh, uh, w- 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 why is he doing the rezoning? What land development? Too many questions comes up, and they don't understand it. And yeah, yeah. so like that's something like uh, I'm uh, I'm like helping with uh, one of my client, and uh, he's a very knowledgeable person. Like he has done this a lot of times, so it's very uh, always like uh, interesting to work with uh, these these kinds of individuals like yourself or like with him, right? There's because it's it's so amazing right what they are going to do with the property and uh, how much risk they are trying to take on and uh, how much uh, focus you need right how um, uh, just to and also the vision you need literally and uh, even like things uh, where even if you know the exit strategy or like uh, all the plans like uh, gets approved or whatever, you still have a lot of challenges and a lot of unknowns when you go into real estate. And uh, that's where the mindset comes in. Exactly. Exactly. Because we we can only predict and base our numbers off of you know, cap rates or other properties. But sometimes when we're running these numbers in the beginning of a project, they can change. The market can change. Your whole strategy can change. You will have to pivot. So it is important to have the right mindset, to have the right people around you, to work with someone, to have people supporting you. That can help you go through these challenges and work through them. Life in life, we're always learning. We're always growing. And the risks that we take have to come are associated with the lifestyle that we're living or with the amount. It, it's in, it's equal to like the, how can I say? When you take a larger risk, you have a larger reward. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They go hand in hand. And people that play it safe really don't live life because mm-hmm. they don't get to, you don't fall down. You don't you know, have the ability to then get up and say, hey, I can do this again. We are taught to be afraid of failure when we, which which is wrong, right? We have to embrace failure because when we are failing, quote unquote, at something, that is a learning opportunity. It is a gem to help us keep going. But people don't look at it that way. People look at it like, oh my gosh, I failed. That's it. It's over. You know, it's not for me. And sure, sometimes the thing may not be for you. But if you don't have that motivation and inspiration to get up and keep going, you're never going to know what was on the other side of that. So I would tell everybody, keep going. Don't look at failure as a way to stop moving forward in life. 
Jackie, like, uh, how do you, you and your husband uh, find uh, your deals usually? Like, they come to you or you go searching for them? In the beginning, we were going searching for them. We're at a point now where deals do come to us. People, you know, will offer us things or um, like my husband had the opportunity to have somebody, you know, place that, uh, that land development deal come across our plate like that. So sometimes it's a mix of both. If we're looking for something like if we are set our, if we set our minds to say, okay, we're going to build this, you know, I don't know, eight plex. We're going to go looking for the land, but then we'll also talk to people that we know in our, in our network and say, Hey, this is what we're looking for. So it's a bit of both. I think you can't, you can't stop doing the work because you still got to go out there and look yourself, but you also have the ability to have things come and fall on your plate as well. Wow. Like, uh, to get a deal, uh, from someone like walking to you, that means you must have like, a developed that kind of network over the years right it's uh, yeah. so everybody uh, in your community or in your circle knows that you're an investor and you're someone who buys uh, deals or these kind of deals that's that's how the opportunity comes up exactly yeah exactly that's just amazing. like even for you right like i know that you're a mortgage agent I know that, hey, maybe my next mortgage I can bring to you because you're an expert in this field. I'm not a mortgage agent. I have no idea. This is why I utilize your services. I built a relationship with you and I know that you're really good at what you do. So I would go to you and say, hey, you know, Rishma, or I would send people to you and be like, hey, I know this amazing agent. You know, she's so knowledgeable. She gets her stuff done and go to her. Right. So just like you, it's like the reputation you build. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, re reputation is like such an important thing. So, uh, what are your plans? Uh, you mentioned that uh, you wanted to uh, jump into building a multifamily. So, how? Uh, let's talk about that. But I do wanna ask you, uh, how did you learn all this? Right, like uh, you are doing all this amazing amazing projects in real estate and uh how did you learn how to do all this like people have no idea how to do it i know yeah and you know what we didn't either it was one day my husband was driving and we heard this radio station ad to join a educational real estate group so we're like okay let's go try it out and then we decided to join because the information that they had provided to us was mind-blowing and then from there, we decided to focus on multifamily. So we then started looking for people that were offering multifamily courses. Like personal development is very, very important. And I'm saying this again, because you need to invest into yourself. So we had to go and pay for courses, pay for proximity to be around people that have already done the thing that we were looking to do, how to look for properties how to run numbers like that is huge i did not know what a performa was until i had taken a multifamily course that showed me that ran through the numbers with me and showed me how to run the numbers how to include cap rates how to do all of these things what to look for in a building when you're looking for it then how to you know identify good tenants bad tenants like there's just there is so much so you get the knowledge and then the best way to learn is when you start doing, you put it into action. Because right away, we started looking for a property. We're like, okay, I think we can do this. But you learn as you go. You tap back into the community. You contact, you, this is how you start building people now, right? You're like, oh, hey, I bought this. How do I do this? 
then people will be like, oh, hey, so-and-so bought this. Did you know that they're into this? And then the moving parts start moving. <laughs> wow, that's so amazing. And uh, I'm just so honestly so proud of you guys, right? Like the uh, it's, it's so amazing to see what you have built over the years for you and your family, uh, for your kids. Like uh, now you build this generational wealth, uh, which will set your future generations to like yeah. coming right like uh that's such an amazing things like you guys are doing so uh, you also mm-hmm. mentioned yeah. that you will be building multi-families in the future or doing like land development uh how are you planning to learn about that uh, uh like you don't you have no idea like at this no. point like you don't know you started no. small which is great you started yeah. uh, a single family yeah. you started small like hey we want to do that but let's start with one fa- one one house at a time yeah uh, how was that experience and uh do you uh how, how are you planning to all like learning are you gonna learn about like building that multi-family unit yeah we're hoping to there's a course that we're looking to take probably early 2024 there mm-hmm. is a group um that focuses on land development and multifamily. so we are going to possibly go and take that course and the builder that we are working with right now is also very interested in building a multifamily so they want that experience so I think with our connections we are able to partner with them and bring this to fruition so that's our plan for 2024 my husband also had the opportunity of you know if we don't do a multifamily right away maybe building like um what do you call like um how do you call it like when you build like like a few homes all at once like a little community like yeah exactly yeah yeah he had the opportunity to build like a couple of townhouses together like you know eight of them or something like that so I know he's been proposed with that idea so it's just a matter of like what feels right when the opportunity finally like lands and we make up our mind yeah so that's a good idea too so I think uh my mentor at the time uh uh, she was building those townhouses like she acquired this property she partnered with a contractor right yeah. and yes. uh, so uh, she bought the uh, she bought the land and the contractor will like build on the land so mm-hmm. the she, the plan is to build uh, i think uh, 8 to 10 townhouses but uh, she's uh, you because she's a uh, very investor focused what she's doing is each, each townhouse also gets a in-law suite Nice. So you uh, can also nice. rent out your basement. Yeah. So now you get uh, like an income generating unit that also mm-hmm. increases the value of the property, right? Because it's not gonna it's not gonna cost you so much to build a basement unit. Probably it will cost you fifty thousand dollars more yeah. just to do if the. If you're already building, you it. might as well like you might as well you're in the process of it, right? You might as well. Exactly. And then, I mean, just to touch on, now they've approved laneway homes, right? Laneway suites, garden houses. So that's also very lucrative just in terms of, again, more cash flow. If you're an investor, this is the future. People are looking, you know, we're looking for homes to live in. And if you have a garden suite, you can really maximize on that property when, you know, you're building or when you, or if you have an existing property and you can build something in the back right where in-laws can yeah. stay in or you yourself can move into like there's just so much possibilities that are out there 
that can work for you yeah can- so with the uh, garden suites or uh, laneway suites as we mentioned uh, it is very lucrative and uh, the cash flow is amazing like sometimes uh, it could be like tricky to uh get your cash out like when you do the refinancing because uh there's not a lot of comps uh when, when yet. it comes to not like yet. a garden <laughs> not exactly yeah not tricky, but uh, if, you work, if you work with like right people like there are definitely like ways right uh, uh you can um again it's all about uh your contacts like you can uh all these mortgage agents also has contacts of appraisals so let's yeah. just say I'll, I'll leave it at that right <laughs> oh my gosh i love it that's right <laughs> yeah. uh, so oh i wanted to like ask you something i completely forgot yes i wanted to ask you that uh the government was uh saying all these things like we want these homes to be built like so we are going to provide all these incentives to land developers and this that like we are trying our best but when we actually look at uh, a land developer like yourself how many fees did you pay to build a house oh yes there God. are incentives but there is like development fees yeah. you pay so much to the government just yeah. to build something it's easy right no it's not it's, yeah, not. Like, it's uh, definitely a process on the next build we're going to take it from like ground zero because this time we yeah. had a little bit of help so we didn't go through that process of you know getting it to site plan to you know them serving the land and doing all of that we skipped that part we just went into the build because the guy before us is the one that you know he had the idea to do what we're doing but then decided not to so with that being said we're going to have to take it from that process starting from zero to you know where it's able to have the permits ready and everything ready to because i heard that process is like 2 years and there's a lot of fees yes. with that right so the one you are mentioning uh, it's the process like the the, the beginning process of uh, rezoning or uh, yes, getting the permits, getting the environmentals done things like that yeah. so yes it takes 2 years but uh, again like i don't know a few people or like few clients uh, who is uh, expert in just doing that like uh, they love working with the city they just do the process they get all these site plan approvals and usually like they flip the contract once once the land is um, ready to build they yeah. don't want to build it yeah. we have already spent 2 years like, we don't want to build it we are just going to flip the contract and they make huge profits on it yeah that we've is heard when... the risk is in the build at the end of the day like we've heard that before from a lot of people saying the risk is in the build so we're like okay but, uh, yeah the risk is in the uh, getting the approvals as well because it yeah. could, as you're saying like it could take 2 years and yes. uh, things could go wrong in uh, environmentals we don't yeah. know what yeah, will happen there true. right yeah. and uh, maybe the easiest thing could be a uh, rezoning process i think because now when we are buying at least we should we need to be sure about if it would be zoned or not right yeah. i think that would be the easiest part but uh, whatever comes next um uh, just to do the drawings uh, working with the hvac people um and also the architects uh, and yeah. everything uh, like that could be again like you are managing a lot of people yeah. uh, you are asked 
like now uh, they are working for you you need yeah. to be in a situation where you are you are asking them the right questions and uh, you are guiding them um, uh, you are guiding them in the right direction sometimes uh, they come up with a problem and uh, like they they know the solution it's just like they don't know if it could fit or not yeah. uh, as an investor like you need to kind of uh, come up with kind of solutions like not in exact way but you need to guide them hey can we do that like uh exactly. what, what what else can we do like what it's else like a puzzle. exactly yeah. right we've got to get the right pieces to fit in to make it all come together and sometimes it's it's you know it's a square edge versus a round edge and getting that right piece in place to be able to complete like the whole picture of it right and and sometimes it's when you're working with certain people and you're you're finding that it's not working you have to get rid of them right you're on timelines when you're building as well when you you can't just sit on the thing and let months go by there's no way everybody loses money that way so you've got to make sure the trades are ready to go you have people lined up you have the right people in place and if you don't you got to get rid of them and and get people on board that are willing to see this through to the end yeah and uh, patience <laughs> yeah patience is like so important right uh, and also the uh, the way like you manage stress uh, of all these nuances like that's also like very important but i'm so excited for you guys in the whatever i'm i'm sure like you guys will be so successful even uh, whatever project you take on just because of uh, the network you guys have built and also the other parties uh, the re- the level of resilience uh, yeah. you have built in in your mindset that's another one uh, i'm sure like you guys will be like so successful thank you so much it's a continuous process we're all learning we're all in this together as long as we're committed to growth and to advancing in life you know we're unstoppable mhm so i wanted to like uh, ask you this uh, kind of a personal question so again there are like multiple ways you can buy real estate you can just yeah. go buy a prop buy a condo and then buy a condo or like buy a single family and then just be like okay like you can also have like a hands off investing yeah but uh, but also like you guys are very active like do you guys love it is that why like you yeah. guys take on this when we first got into real estate our originally we wanted to be passive investors just here's our money we're going to invest it in a five year project and get returns but then something changed and we're like hmm okay we need to do this actively like this is the way we're going to grow this is the way we're going to get our names i guess um we can build confidence in ourselves and we can allow people to build confidence in us as investors as well so we decided that we wanted to be active and get in there and really like understand the business and the only way to do it was to buy a property we didn't buy a single family home so we skipped that part and we went straight to multi we had a couple yeah. condos that we had purchased prior to getting into real estate and understanding and having the knowledge behind what we were doing but once we did that we went straight to multifamily because we started to realize that everybody it's like a flow people start off at single family homes or people start off with condos they go to single family homes they go to multi they go to land development it's just kind of like 
the trend that we were seeing. So we're like, let's just get into multi. Let's see where this goes. It's either going to take us somewhere or we're going to have a huge learning experience from it. Right. And so we did. And then it brought us into land development. So do you manage uh, all these uh, units by yourself or do you have a property manager? We have a property manager on both of the properties. Okay, so that's that amazing. Good yeah. Because they're not close by mm-hmm. to our home. And mm-hmm. it's really helpful yeah. when, you know, like everybody has their own personal um, touch, you can say. We need like each individual person to help us run a business, right? We're not property managers. We're not mortgage agents. We're not, you know, uh, the cleaners, right? Everyone has their specific task that I think when you bring everyone together can help the business run smoothly, especially the properties and yes, keep the tenants the power team. That's called the poverty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get the yourself so- one, everyone. Get yourself a power team. Yes, like uh, the power team is like so important. Everybody like needs one because yeah, like if something happens, those are the one, those are the people like who picks up your call, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like when they, right. they, they might not, yeah, they might not be able to help you actively, but they have like ideas. They can give you solutions and uh, you can go out there and execute, right? But uh, it's been amazing uh, chatting with you, Jackie. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to my uh, podcast and uh, speaking about your journey. And I want to bring you on again to see how is your land development process going on and all the exciting things you're doing in uh, real estate space and also your coaching business. Like I'm so excited for that as well. You also coach a lot of investors uh, in terms of personal development. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Rishma. Yes, I do coach investors. I coach lawyers. I coach you know, teachers, it's just about anybody. We are all human when you strip away all the titles, right? And if we can get our idea of who we are and come from a place of love and understanding, we can live this most beautiful life possible. Things don't have to be hard and we need to realize that. So together we can make life such a great experience. Yeah, if someone wants to get in touch with you, Jackie, how can they do that? So you can find me on Instagram. I think it is the best way. It is so much fun and I find it the most um, easiest way to use. You can contact us at Francis Five Properties, which is a real estate. Or if you want to work with me or just see what I'm up to, it's IEC Jacqueline, which stands for Inner Expansion Coach Jacqueline. And uh, Facebook, LJ Francis. So look us up, get in touch. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, you should definitely take uh, take her up on that offer. If you are a land developer or if you are uh, someone who is interested in that and have like few questions, uh, you need to uh, send her a DM uh, or even like someone uh, who wants to invest passively and interested in her projects and you have like some cash lying around, you can invest in terms of that as well. Because yeah, like it's all about uh, developing those contacts. Send her a DM and uh, tell her like where you found her. Found her. Bye, Jackie. I love it. Take care. Krishna, thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Real Estate with Reshma in Canada. 
If you are looking to purchase a home and wondering what you are qualifying for, you have a mortgage renewal coming up and you're looking for a second opinion. Maybe you are planning to do a refinance, to pull out equity, to buy another investment property. If you want to finance your flip project, we would love to help you fund, experience our complimentary budget planning and tailored solutions. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing.